Thanks for tuning in today. I'm Jay Baker, and in this episode, I'm joined by Graham Butcher, Head of Meeting Advisory at Link Group. Hi, Jay. Thanks very much for having me on this afternoon. So what would you like to talk about today? Well, as you know, the Corporate Insolvency and Governance Act 2020 comes to an end on the 30th of March this year. And that causes some issues for our issuer companies in terms of what they're going to do for for their AGMs this year. Now, we at the Registrar's Group have been asked to comment on some new guidelines and best practice about what companies can do in the future. So I thought this would be a good opportunity to tell you a little bit more about that. Oh, okay. That's, that's really interesting. Yeah. So, so these updated guidelines that, that the companies need to follow when they're having a shareholder meeting during lockdown, the guidelines come to an end on the 30th of March. So I imagine there's a lot of companies out there that want to know what they can do going forward around their AGMs, whether they can hold hybrid meetings or virtual meetings. So just tell me a little bit about the guidelines and, and your involvement. So the guidelines are, uh, it's, it's basically a best principles documents or best, uh, best guidelines document, if you like, um, which, is, which is set out in a very easy to follow uh, questions and answer type scenario uh, that asks questions on, you know, what, what can I do if SEGA, the Corporate Insolvency and Governance Act, uh, is not able to support me in, in holding a closed door meeting. Uh, what do I do if my notice of meeting is issued before the 30th of March and then I have to make some changes following that? So that's the type of question that, that, that the, the best practice document will seek to answer and will also within that document provide some, some I'm going to say, framed uh, notices of meeting. So, so a best practice of of each scenario for what companies can pick up and use uh, for their own situations. Um, and what the, what the registrars group were asked to do as a result of the best practice document almost being in complete form was just to give it an eyeball, to go over, to check on its accuracy, were, were there things there that, that were missing, uh, what were the practicalities that we could insert into the document. Now that document has now been written, it's with uh, the ICSA, the Governance, Governance Institute, uh, and has been shared with uh, the uh, the relevant legal groups and uh, is with a QC and the FRC for, for final sign-off. So that's our involvement with it. Uh, but there's an awful lot of questions, as I say, that, that, that get asked in there. Uh, and I wanted to bring this to your attention because I know, Graham, that you're working on our own uh, developments around how we can support companies around hybrid and virtual. So actually, a question back to you, if you don't mind, is what, what do you see as Link's involvement in providing for uh, more governance around AGMs and general meetings during this coming season? Yeah, that's a very good question, Jay. So I'll answer that in two parts, if you don't mind. The first part really is those companies holding meetings up until the 30th of March, because I think you know, we're fairly clear cut there that uh, anyone that any company that's holding a meeting up until that date can you know, fall under the Kigger Act and therefore will be able to hold a virtual meeting. Uh, or a hybrid meeting, certainly, even if their articles don't allow. So I think what we are seeing now is a lot of companies come to us, particularly you know since sort of Christmas, sure. and sort of say, look, last year we held a meeting behind closed doors. Our meetings come up again. You know, we want from an engagement and governance perspective to be seen to be doing the right thing. So more and more of our companies are asking us, you know, what sort of uh, hybrid facilities we can we can deliver. Yeah. 
Yeah, and we've we've developed, as you know, a couple of really good products and services that we can support. Yeah. Um, you know, using oh, our, uh, our own internal Orient Capital sister company who offer a really good webcasting platform. So we can allow shareholders of our companies to you know join in, uh, sign in electronically, join a webcast, listen to the chairman and, and the directors give the AGM, but also from an engagement perspective, be able to ask questions via a, a, a web chat function, which is proving really popular. You know, so that, that product is going, you know, is working really well. Mm. Uh, we also have the option if, if clients want to go one step further in terms of you know voting as well as enabling shareholders to ask questions, allowing shareholders to do live voting. Yeah, and we've had a long established partnership with Lumi, as you know, yeah, and we can offer that as a, an alternative. That's sort of the first part of the question asked. In terms of the second part of the question, this is a really difficult one because obviously no one's actually seen the paper yet or we're not sure what's going to happen going forward around the kigger. We do know for sure that obviously it can't be extended because it's already been extended twice beyond the original deadlines. So there has to be some new legislation, which, as you know, we were told you know, we wouldn't be able to get any legislation done until July at the earliest, at the very earliest. And, you know, that probably won't be a priority for the government, given what's going on with the pandemic. Mm. So it really is a question of what 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 am I seeing out there with companies that have their meetings after April? And I think there's a couple of options, really, or what I'm seeing is a couple of options anyway. We've got some companies where they're kind of hedging their bets at the moment. So they are almost preparing two notices, you know, one that enables them to have a physical meeting again but also a second option that allows them to have a hybrid with a physical. Yeah, and I guess that gets around the question of still having a physical location of the meeting, although they might have to, obviously, depending on the, the tiering at the time or the restrictions in place, they might have to restrict the number of shareholders they have at the physical event, even if they hold both. Um, that, that's pretty much what we're seeing, really. You know, there, there isn't a huge amount that, other, that companies can do beyond that, unless you can obviously give me some insight in terms of what's likely to come out of this, the recommendations. Well, it's the recommendations or the question and answers that, that are going to be provided have pretty much set out the, 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 best, the best case scenarios around everything you've just said. What does a company do uh, if if um, SIGA is is not extended? It won't be extended. It's, there's we're pretty sure about that. There's there's no parliamentary time available, and it would require primary legislation. So the purpose of the document is to give issuers uh, the 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 comfort in in planning for different scenarios based on their shareholder base, uh, their meeting type and, uh, and, and location. So I think what we would expect from most companies is, as you have said, a hybrid type solution that, that will provide for uh, the physical presence of, of the base quorum uh, for a meeting uh, and, and shareholders dialing in from remote locations, given that you've mentioned the tiering system and or uh, other uh, other lockdown provisions that might be in place. So I think that's where we're going to be landing this year as a whole scale type thing for, for, for the whole AGM season. That's where we're going to land. And I think a question on a lot of companies' minds is, well, you know, my articles don't provide for a digital meeting, so I have to hold the physical. And and the the one of the questions uh, that's answered in this in this best guidance is is that very question. Um, if, if a company's articles are completely silent on digital, whilst they would not be able to hold a virtual meeting, the holding of a hybrid 
attached to a, a physical meeting is permitted. Um, so your, your full AGM, your communication with shareholders and that, that ability to, to, to present to your shareholders and allow the shareholders to ask questions and vote, as you've highlighted, can be preserved within the hybrid environment. That's, I think, one of the most important messages that, that, that this new guidance is going to present. I, the, the, the companies that have met, that have already talked to you, Graham, about what their plans are for this year, I'd be interested to know what, what do you see as the overall sentiment? Are you seeing companies turning more towards favourably looking at the hybrid as opposed to closed doors, do you think? Yeah, I think we are. I, I think there was kind of an acceptance last year, certainly from shareholder party and stakeholders, that because you know companies were faced with this pandemic and it kind of hit them very quickly, that you know behind closed doors was obviously the de- you know pretty much the default option. If I'm honest, yeah, you know, it was the easiest path to go down in terms of least resistance and effort. Yeah, and with everything else going on, you know, probably wasn't their number one priority managing the AGM. You know, a lot of it for a lot of companies, it was keeping the show on the road, as you can imagine. Um, so I think I think now that companies have had time to think about it and the pandemic has, you know, has lasted longer than anyone could have forecast, if I'm honest. They, you know, I don't think anyone doing a closed meeting last year had any idea we we're going to set, be in the same position with a pandemic, you know, the same time this year. I think there's certainly more of an appetite now to plan ahead and start thinking about, OK, yeah, we did have a closed meeting last year. It isn't great from a shareholder engagement and corporate governance perspective, you know, we really need to be doing a lot more this year. And that's why we're getting a lot of inquiries around, particularly for webcasting. Yeah, webcasting tends to be popular. I think I think a lot of companies are comfortable with the fact that they can collect the voting in advance and then just allow shareholders to be able to engage the board by asking questions through a web chat. And that seems to be very popular. I would say we're seeing a lot of inquiries around that. Um, and from a cost perspective, you know, if you're not having to hire out a venue or anything like that, Certainly for, for larger companies, you know, there's a, there is quite a huge cost saving by going down that, that model. But I guess also, I guess if we get through the pandemic, the, the lockdown is restrictions are lifted slightly, then I, I can see hybrids really taking off in terms of there'll be the medium of choice going forward because it will give shareholders the option of going along to the meeting or being able to join the meeting in the comfort of their own home. Yeah, I think, I think you're absolutely right. I mean, 2020, as we know, was... Uh... Uh, unprecedented that's a statement that's been said an awful lot um 2021 into 2022 even i think we're going to be looking at certain restrictions on movements and uh, and being able to hold that that physical meeting uh, in a safe environment uh, will probably mean uh, more hybrids um the uh, the frc and and other uh, shareholder bodies um that 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 will have a shareholder stakeholder groups if you like um are are very much in favor of companies supporting good corporate governance and and good shareholder engagement so the hybrid is 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 the solution for that so i'm very positive that um we're in a good place to be able to serve our clients certainly with with those type of events and uh, and and solutions that that will be bound to them, uh, and of course innovation and new technologies are coming down the stream too to help support all of that. So, thank you, Graham, for participating in this short discussion. I'm sorry that I I landed you in it slightly uh, and, and didn't give you a uh, an opportunity to know what we were going to talk about. But in a way, I wanted that to be the case because I wanted the listeners to understand that this is new uh, and and there is a there is a um, 
a view to be had uh, and where the voice to, to, to listen to there. So thank you for, for being on board. We are hoping that the ICSA, the Governance Institute, uh, will be in a position to publish the best principles or guidelines, um, whatever it's going to be entitled, um, shortly. Um, that, that, that could happen before the end of this month, which is February 2021. Uh, and and we'll, we'll let our listenership and readership know as soon as that happens. Um, but in the meantime, if, if any of our clients have got any questions on what they should be doing for their AGM in 2021 or other shareholder meeting, please do reach out, get in touch with me or Graham uh, or your relationship manager uh, and we can talk you through the options that are available and how we can help deliver a 21st century solution for your shareholders. So again, thank you, Graham. And I shall call this podcast to a close. Thank you.